Hey. Hey. Uh, I know it's been a little bit, but here we are. Uh, how you doing, man? Wow. Doing, uh, you know, the whole life thing, man. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh. Well, where to start? Start. I mean, you were going to update me on some, some things going on, I think. Yeah, man. Some crazy stuff at work. Uh, so, you know, working with the Navy, pretty mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. So, we were always taught, like, reference-based, right? Yeah. Sounds, that sounds dumb, but it's like... If if you're gonna say you're gonna do if you say you have to do something or you're gonna do something or it should be done this way, there usually is something written about it. You know they they say the old joke like there's a procedure to flush the toilet, but yeah. So, I uh, nuclear repair coordinator and I do the scheduling for shit. Yeah. Down here, and sometimes that requires me going to shift work for uh, it's like. Supervising maintenance and stuff. Usually we cover nights. Yeah. Actually, I usually request to take nights because it's yeah. well, our night shift of unsupervised. Go tell people to go mechanic. Yeah. Shoot the shift for a while. Um, and then how it's supposed to be is we have three, two civilians that work alongside us that technically they have more actual power or like our actual supervisors. Right, because I'm, I'm only qualified to, like, write paperwork and maintenance schedu- schedules. I'm not actually, like, trained to go down and do the work, which is a weird weird system, how they have it, but they always kind of lump us in with, like, the supervisors. Okay. But really, like, if I wasn't a mechanic beforehand, I would have no fucking idea what these guys are doing, you know? Mm-hmm. But they lump us in with the supervisors all the time. So they have these two civilians that are like, I've been doing this for 35 years. I could tell you how this is run up and down. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you didn't know this, the DOD civilians can deny overtime. So like any hours over 40 a week or any hours on the weekend. Maybe. Even if they're not, even if it doesn't push them over 40, but if it's on a weekend, they can deny it. They have to say no. Like they can just say, no, I'm not coming in. Yeah, oh. and then so they were so one of the one of the civilians was doing that, and uh, the military guys were like, "Well, our bosses were like, hey, military guys, guess what? You get to you get to cover down." We're like, "That's pretty dumb, mm-hmm. but okay." And it went on for a little bit, and then it, it got to the point where this civilian guy was like, "I will not work a weekend." The end. It's pretty shitty. Thanks, guy. Yeah. And uh, we uh, try to bring this up, like, hey, this is an issue. Either we need to, like, find another civilian, like a third civilian that will cover a weekend, or, you know, something. Or Yeah, something's got to give. Yeah. Uh, and then my bot, my LPO, or my LCPO, my chief, brought up to our AS. Air APSN, which is a, he runs all of NRMD down here for project stuff, okay. but he's a civilian. So, like, after my chief, so after one person above my chief, they're all civilian. Okay. Which is really weird. Like, actual civilian. Uh, and this kind of went back and forth of, like, hey, like, we'll figure something out. Like, 
first track your hours. Then we'll just say whoever has the least amount of hours worked will do the overtime. We tried that. Civilians still did not take overtime. And then they're like, write a watch bill. And then we have documentation that he said he wouldn't come into work on days he's scheduled to work. We tried. Still didn't work. So then uh, my boss was like, I need this in writing somewhere that says we need to do this or someone else needs to handle it, right? Mm-hmm. And essentially, he got told, uh, my chief got told, get fucked, figure it out. Okay. And then the next day, the next day we had this brand new baby chief come into, or he'd, he had just got to our office. He, uh, he came in and said, hey, uh, I got told to relieve you today. Fired. And they had a turnover that day. To your chief? Yeah. What? I a civilian. A civilian directed him to be relieved. What on earth? Yeah, and then uh, it's, it blew up into this whole thing. So my chief is now filing a, uh, you know, IG, the internal investigators. Yeah. Yeah, they're, uh, he's filing a claim through them, big, big Navy, about it. Uh, they have it on, like, not on record, but they have multiple people that were in the, in the conference room that this civilian said, because he was like, fine, if we, if we have to take all this extra time, have it written down, like, put our requirements or, like, our responsibilities as NRCs in stone somewhere that says, this is what we are responsible for. So right now, it's like, Loosely interpreted as pretty much whatever this dude says. Mm-hmm. Acquired us a lot of extra jobs. Which, I mean, it's the Navy. you got to do work. But, like, sure. I don't like to do the work of it's always been this way or this is the way. Yeah. This is what I want at this moment. And then that changes in an hour or a day or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so now he's typing up his own... like standard operating procedure for like what our responsibilities are and finally claiming it's this guy and now we have a new chief that uh doesn't know how to not be a navy chief like an like an e7 mm-hmm. kind of chief so yeah man that's what i'm dealing with at work right now because like that's crazy yeah it's pretty good <sighs> it's intense yeah this this chief is a 10 year that the chief that first, he's at nine years right now, nine and a half years. He gets out at 10 years exactly. He has it scheduled to get out of the Navy at 10 years exactly. Oh, wow. Shit like yeah. I mean, yeah, that's why I'm getting out. It's fucking stupid, man. It is stupid. But that's what's going on with me. Uh, taking, uh, I have two boats now. Stuff. How's, you uh, how's two your life? boats? Yeah. Not, not boat, not like boat boats, like... I own two of the boats on the waterfront. Oh, okay. All right, all right. I'm dealing, I'm dealing with double of that work because of all the because bullshit. Because of all this? Wow. What about, what about, you know, non-work stuff? How's, you know, how's Allie? How's the, the pregnancy? Oh, dude, it's actually not bad at all. She's, uh, everyone was, everyone kind of asked me, like, has she had any weird cravings or anything? So, like, baby healthy. They're kind of worried about her heart. She's kind of small. Having, like, she had a couple of instances where she would faint. She fainted. And then, oh, really? Every now and then she felt, she started feeling her heart rate like, are you under the... I'm uh, good, I'm good, I'm here. I'm <laughs> she, started feel her, she started feeling her heart rate like go through the roof. Like I'm seeing like, we went to, we went out to dinner just to get dressed up and go out. Yeah. And her heart rate ended up like, she was sitting there eating dinner 
her heart rate went to like 110 or something like that. 114. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I was like, what are you doing? But, uh, <clears throat> sorry. You're good. Yeah. So they're going to, she's getting a heart monitor tomorrow. Okay. Tuesday for like two days and they're going to check her out. They think it's just because she's light little girl. Yeah. Uh, Emerson's doing fine. You know, she's there feeling her kick all the time. And like, yeah. I get videos of it now. Now, at first, she was, like, all excited, and now she can start feeling her hit her ribs and stuff, and I was like, it's only going to get worse, man. Yeah. But other than that, not bad. Oh, look at the next friendo. Oh, shit. Get your mic on there. His name's not Mike. Okay, you're right. Uh, but, yeah, she's, uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> Fair warning, we're live right now. Yeah, we are and live. Live is probably a strong word. <laughs> That's fair. Whoa, it's Victor Angela Viseri. Hey, man. What are you fucking wearing? What am I wearing? A shirt. What are you wearing? Yeah. A fucking hoodie? It looks like only a hoodie. Like it's not June? <laughs> I'm in a house. I'm also in a house. I got independent temperature control. Jeez. Oof. All right. You got me there. All, All right. right. Yeah, we were, we were just catching up real quick before we actually start on... The, the stuff today that I feel like yeah, okay. uh, Zach was talking a little about, you know, life and stuff. Uh, Work's all stupid and Allie's all pregnant. Yeah. Pretty much life right there, man. Yeah. Uh, how, how have you been, Vic? Been all right. You know, I'm yeah. hanging in there. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm here. Good. Uh, I've started... Trying to learn how to play guitar. Oh, it's easy. Yeah. You just do the thing. Yeah, that's that's what I've been doing. Uh, I just learned the pentatonic scale, so you know I'm not. Oh, you got it. <laughs> I'm not you're very like... far along. Is that you're already being ironic, but you're basically done. <laughs> um. Yeah, just uh, just basically prototype a guitar and and a child. That's basically been my life right now. There's only one thing worse than a rapist. <laughs> uh, I um, I I'm I am in my second semester of school. I'm like two oh. weeks behind on homework because I I, wow! I, before you judge me, you uptight stick in the mud. <laughs> uh, what do you think I'm gonna? What do you think I'm gonna judge you on? No, not you, him. I'm judging he you. He immediately started homework. He immediately started judging. Hey, okay, one for for all the people that could be dink in this group right now, it's probably you. So, all right, <laughs> makes sense. Conceded. No, keep uh, going, keep going, keep going. Yeah, Two weeks, uh, because out of the blue, the Navy decided to send me to school that was a week long, ten hours a day, with like not including the homework that I had to do, and then I had a shift sleep schedule. So like that's why what I got behind. What uh, class do you take? Uh, college algebra and earth science, general earth science. Taking uh, it, Thomas Edison. Yeah. Wait, you say green? No. What is your degree? Uh, biology currently, but I'm trying to shift over to either um, agricultural science or earth science. Kind of dope. Yeah. It's exciting. I'm also uh, I'm also at Thomas Edison. What? It, all the work is homework, Gabe. Yes. Yeah. So t two weeks of all the things. All two the... weeks of the work. Yeah. Two weeks of school. 
work. Did that, turn, did that you turn in late work? I mean, I haven't been asking. I've just been turning it in. Oh, okay. Well. Usually, um, professors will post like a late work policy. Yeah. In, the, in their uh, intro shit. I haven't gone to, to read that. I'm at Excelsior, and they just like revamped their late work policy, and it's pretty much like you have one day to turn it in late for like minus some amount of credits, and after that, case by case basis. Oh, okay. Yeah, I am. Um, Weird. I feel like it should be up to the professor. You yeah. should definitely read that intro stuff, by the way, Gabe. It's actually usually pretty helpful with like not only how the professor is, but the timeline of the semester as well. Like it'll help you sort of uh, mentally plan out what you need to focus on at what points, right? Like it'll probably help you know when you should start working on the final and do stuff like that. Yeah, I should. Really I should. Good for scheduling look more at that i looked at like the syllabus and the course calendar when i first started and like was not impressed with the one compared to the other class i'm taking and the one i took last semester so i was just uh kind of turned off by that professor but yeah yeah uh i'm taking like technical writing right now or something like that gross should be easy yeah it's... i haven't taken that one yet but it's okay. really just like i feel like it's qa school minus one not even close for not even for excelsior it is like Last week, we wrote a procedure for uh, making scrambled eggs, and this week, we made a picture for that procedure. Nice. What were your Q steps? Sorry, your Q points. <laughs> Bruh. Easiest 100 I've ever gotten. No I feel shit. Like the, actual 100. I feel like the Q point is uh, is not burning them. Yeah. But the, the, the craftsman verification is that there are no shells in the eggs. <laughs> I like that. It, I want to like bash my head into a wall. These got like the first. So the one thing I don't like about MM2s at point two man hours. <laughs> the one thing I don't like. Speaking of college, I don't mind college classes and stuff because education bullshit. But uh, all of these like <laughs> online colleges are like, hey, guess what? This total class that you have like, you have thirty kids in your class that all are from across the country. Let's make a mandatory group project. That you have to get with, I don't know, five random people. And it's just like, no. I don't want to take any of these classes with other people. That's why I'm going to online school. Yeah, Fuck off great. all of you random Well, you got to think that uh, we have a lot of experience working in groups and dealing with group friction, which is what group projects are designed to help you do. Mm -hmm. Right? It's, it's just as much about the experience as it is the work. For example, we did plenty of work... Uh, in that one refit, and I hated your fucking guts. <laughs> Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Oh, man. Are you talking about the, the days versus nights one, or are you talking about... Uh... The days versus nights one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was... That was brutal. of 18? Yeah. PRVT? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh... Repressed memories. I'll be right back. Doubt it. Um... Yeah, man. But that's my big issue with the college courses right now, just because it's like, they're clearly, sorry, itch in my ear. Itchy. Clearly force cooperation, because like, with, you guys do discussions at Thomas Edison? Yeah, we do like discussion forum posts. Yeah, that's what we do, and they're like, exactly, they're just forced. To, like, I think it was last week or something like that, or no, not last week, when I took a physics class, right? Yeah. The discussions was like a legitimate just problem, just like like a physics problem to figure out. 
Yeah. Okay, cool. Solve it. You put some words in it. It was like, explain why this happens, and then give me the give the number or something. Yep. Right? So everyone's initial response was, like, all the same, or, like, some kid got it wrong, but, like, close enough, got the explanation or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, for, like, your uh, replies, you have to reply to two people. Yeah. Sexy background. Uh, uh, sorry. Let's the screen. Um, it's like, how the hell do you reply to that? It's just an answer. It's just an answer. It's not yeah. like, you don't throw your fucking opinion in there like, man, I think you're wrong. No, <laughs> you got textbook. Yeah, it's, it's interesting with like, it's easier, we, we had more was like, discuss how, like, how you would have decided on uh, two different thought processes processes on how the earth formed back in the day if you were back then and then respond to the post and it's like okay so you, you can sort of get behind that where like you can have more of a discussion more of like a a subjective or an opinion there but like when it's hey yeah fill out these two math problems and post your answers yeah. and respond to these math problems like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like the the forum post? Yeah, that's <laughs> what we're talking about right now. Math? Yeah, I know for physics. So like, why do you have math too? Oh, dude, I hate it because at least physics, right? Cause usually it's like explain the principle behind it or whatever, and it's like my physics class or physics two did a lot of like electrical stuff. So we fucking we were right hand ruling it and everything. Ugh. But yeah, but we were talking about how like particles interact in different fields, moving in different directions and stuff. Which you can, like, explain. You can get a pretty wordy explanation out of it. And it's, like, reply. And it's, like, you said the same thing I said. I disagree. Out of the textbook. Like, what I am think I it's all I maple to... syrup and pine cones. Like... How am I supposed to make this a 300 fucking word reply when it's, like, you're out of your mind. Yeah, that's weird. But then you would have those people, oh, those people that were, like, no. You're wrong. This is why you're right. I found it on this website. It's like I this out of our textbook that we both have. Must be nice to have a textbook. It was online. Still, must be online. <laughs> have, uh, nice to have an online textbook. I only got that for my my algebra, my general earth sciences. It's just like that. Ah, figure it out. Yeah, but the technical writing is like textbook. What'd you call me? Textbook. Oh. Have you guys done any of the labs yet? Any, like, no. lab stuff? No. Oh, I did a physics... So I took physics 2, and I did a physics 1 lab. <laughs> they exempted my physics 1 class. Yeah. Uh, all the labs were, like, si like simulations on the computer. Really? Yeah, it's oh. actually pretty cool. Uh, someone was telling me, I think... I'm physics... sure that I have to get mailed my yeah. lab kits. And do I think my that. physics 2 gets mailed to me. Physics 1... Or my chem lab. Chem lab's gonna get mailed to me. Yeah. Physics she... 1, though, was, like... Here's a string. Now, or here's a string, like a ball on a string. Move it around and see what happens. And then, like, it would print out this, like, huge ass chart of, like, all this crazy shit. It's like, I don't oh know. Oh my god, momentum. Uh, <laughs> pendulums, dude. Fucking wild. The only thing I really have an issue with is the general education classes. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of people who take those who I'm not sure how they signed up for them. <laughs> How they managed to make a computer function in that way. Uh, 
I don't like to judge. Like, okay, I like to judge. That's how I am. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there are people, like, sometimes I worry that I don't do, en- like, do enough in these classes. I'm like, that's kind of short. That's kind of, like, bare bones. And then some dude, I remember this is physics 2 class, where there's, like, a minimum word count, right? And his response would be one sentence. Yeah. Like, minimum words would be, like, 150 to 300, depending on what it goes for the week. Hit one 12-word sentence, just, <laughs> and it didn't even have to, it didn't even revolve around, like, yeah, what we were talking about. It just about. makes like, no sense. Are you just, you think you're in the wrong class, maybe? <laughs> and it was, like, recurring over, like, the last three weeks of the course, and I was like, oh my god, dude. Like, it's, Lordy, really, like, it's interesting to get, like, a stream of consciousness from someone who doesn't think. <laughs> You uh, you guys pay way more attention to the other people in, that you're in classes with than I do because I have no memories of anybody that I've like been in the same class with. Gabriel Joseph, I sit in an office for like six to eight hours a day and do nothing. Why don't you just go home? See my previous conversation with Gabriel about how shit my job is right now. I can't. Oh, I just go home. Yeah. Yeah, I probably I look should. Around and I'm like, is anybody else here? <laughs> oh, I no. That would usually work, except I sit with the only six chiefs in all of NRMD. Oof. Stupid of you? Yeah. No, not good of me. No, no, stupid of you. Oh. How do you can you get all six in at once or <laughs> <laughs> it took some it took some work, but I since I I've been here for like a year now, so yeah, I got it. I say the the issue with me has always been getting like the body logistics around, not the actual like penetration. I mean that's pretty typical, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, what uh what I wanted to talk about today, as like a step back into maybe starting to do this, since we're all kind of on shore duty now, and I'm moved into my house and not in weird schedules, still in weird schedules, but uh, is you know keeping in contact with uh with friends, especially uh, when you don't live near each other and how uh, modern technology and modern expectations can hinder or help or put pressure or relieve pressure from maintaining friendships. Kind of a broad topic, I guess. Yeah. Uh, like I, I mean, my idea better. Uh, you're, you did have a really good idea. I, said that. I didn't say that. He did I say that. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> which which anthropomorphic things were more fuckable? Oh. Household items. Household appliances. Yeah. Fridge. Toaster. Fridge. Turn it off. <laughs> Question answered. <laughs> That's it. Done. I think it, a lot of it has to do with, at least for me, seeing like. A lot of friendship stuff has to do with age. Not like you get older and you don't friends and stuff. I feel like as you get older, at least in my specific case of life, your life just gets more hectic. Or at least for me. It's only been like that. So, good example is I have an 11-year-old sister-in-law who's staying with me right now. She's on summer vacation. All she does, all day. Like, whether we, like, we have to pick her up and, like, we're going outside. Uh... Play on her phone. All she does is talk about her best friends, her friends. They're not friends anymore. They are friends. Could be girl drama, but... And I remember being younger, like, friends? 
that was everything. And like all you did was talk to talk to friends. When you were wanted to get out of where you were at, you went to friends' house. Now, as I get older, I now have a house, a wife, right? Who's essentially my, my only best friend. Uh, we're having a kid coming up. <laughs> like, uh, it just becomes, I don't want to say a hassle. It, it almost, it's like a balancing game. Like, I would love to talk to my friends. Like, I want to go see how Will is doing. I want to talk to Lance. He's under, you know, he's gone. I want to, like, I want to see how Gabe's doing. But you're, uh, you know, in your own place, handling your own stuff, which being in my situation, I assume talking to other guys that have kids and stuff, I also assume they're just as busy, right? And, I don't know, That's that That seems to be the challenge for, for me, at least. You know, you can still email Lance. That is true. That is yeah, true. Yeah, I've been wanting to do that. I've just, I'm, I, 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 haven't, I haven't crossed my mind. It, it 100% crossed Lance. my mind getting uh, his email from Shy and getting, like, Nico's uh, email from Sash, yeah. but I don't know why not. And I guess, well, you know, well, 40 years ago, you couldn't. It's true. Right? Not only could you not email someone underway, you couldn't email or text them at all. You could probably call them if you had their phone number, but like, you know, someone who lived across the country, your time zones are pretty different. You're realistically, you'd have to like schedule a phone call. So all you could really do is send them a letter. Yeah. So that that's also kind of what what made me think about maybe it's just a, a shift in perspective or like we're not used to we're so used to technology now like. 40 years ago, 50 years ago, like, if you didn't communicate with someone on a regular basis, like, you were still friends because you couldn't communicate with them on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now we, we have that luxury and, and that capability, and I, I feel like, for me personally, it makes me feel a little guilty when I don't reach out, like, for instance, Lance being underway. Mm-hmm. But, like, like the, said, opp- the opportunities are more available. You feel, yeah. you feel worse when you don't seize those opportunities. yeah but but like you said it's still a huge balancing act of time management because there's still so much going on and you have to allot that time to to stay connected since we have these opportunities but i guess through like doing these calls right like we all had to sit down pick pick an hour or so to hey i'm gonna be over here talking to some friends and doing our thing i guess the one good thing especially with like text messaging for us guys it's super easy just to send a text hell whenever and you don't need to reply immediately i don't assume you will or right yeah so it allows it to become more of a the, the conversation gets stretched out but it's still there right you can still have those like catch up moments versus yeah. i guess letters to this but you don't always with the advent of technology to call and face video chat and stuff. You can communicate with a lot less intent now, mm-hmm. right? When you when you wrote a letter or even sitting down and writing an email, right, you have to sit down and do it with text from your head to your hands and generally think about what you're going to say, right? Uh, especially, you know, you're not going to send someone a 30-page letter you don't have the time to do that. Um, so you want to make good use of your communication. Whereas with, with you know, 
texting, um, which I guess realistically is the main difference we're talking about, right? Uh, that's the, the ability to send somebody a couple of words uh, instantaneously through whatever client you may be using is the only real uh, difference other than people having the ability to be called more or less all the time. Uh, but having that ability to just shoot someone eight words, it gives you the luxury of not having to think about what you're going to say. Like you can text someone some dumb shit for no reason. Do you think that almost gives us a sense of like, like a fake sense of connectedness because we have that, there is that ease and that lack of thought that can be put into reaching out to somebody that like, while I can easily text you and we can like even catch up like this, I, I don't know how you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. It's not the same as if we were living there and still in each other's lives on a very intertwined scale. So uh, do you think it helps or that it is a, like a facade? Uh, I think it can be a facade, right? Um, the sort of uh, concept of like indirect socialization um, <clears throat> and like parasociality, I guess. Uh, but of getting your interaction with other humans over distance uh, through a screen, right, is not the same as face-to-face, -face. even if done at the same frequency and with the same uh, depth of conversation, just different. Uh, it does not quite satisfy that fucking itch. What is it? Hoslow's hierarchy of needs or yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, it does not satisfy that uh, that necessity for socializing. Right there, right up there with the the foot job from a a girl with the the psych ward grippy socks. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's at the bottom of the pyramid? <laughs> that goes Amazing. below food and safety. <laughs> So the old saying that like every day was a good day, or if every day was great, there'd never be good days, right? Like you gotta have bad days to have good days. Yeah. Like, right? Do you think the the readily available the like availability to just talk to people wherever? I know there are certain circumstances with our friends, but like, we even said like we can still email Lance. Like, do you think that almost deters from those kind of messages right so like if you receive a text like hey how's it going right do you think that still holds the same weight as if you were like go back a couple Decade? numbers are hard decades there it is wow decades to where you receive a letter that says the same thing do you Somebody think that you a letter that said the same thing i would be mad at them <laughs> yeah for, you know, i'm gonna send you a letter now yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying is or does it make does it make these kind of interactions more important you know, where we take time out of our, t our day to, like, video call, or does it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like, is this, is, since the spectrum has moved due to technology, does the importance of each one of those, those forms of communication kind of lessen or strengthen 
the like friendship, the effort level that you are putting in towards the. That makes any sense. I feel like for me personally, it it brings me back to my my thoughts on if experiences follow the laws of supply and demand, mm-hmm. um, which I think without mindfulness they sort of like begin to, but if you become present again, like you can, <sighs> uh, you can stray from the 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 laws of supply and demand, you know, so like. The fact that text messages are so easy to come by, it is considered less thoughtful and, and less uh, mm-hmm. real, less connected than like a letter or like this. But you you can at any point be like, oh, you're like a, a happy birthday text reminded from Facebook, you know, is can still be a a, a very thoughtful uh, action. Mm-hmm. If it, they mean it that way, so it, it it I don't know does does it involve intent? And if they intend to to be thoughtful, if they're just putting a check in the box, like hey, happy birthday. It's funny, you you bring up like a happy birthday message for Facebook, right? Like it posts on someone's wall or whatever. You ever go on the wall of somebody who obviously doesn't use Facebook, and their whole shit is just happy birthday messages throughout the years. Yeah. I think that's a really good identifier of people who don't actually uh, have any real relationship with that person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think... uh, I think Facebook is uh, more or less a plague. Yeah. Uh, Pretty terrible. Social media in general is... uh, it's, it's uh, odd. It seems like the seems like the more connected we try to make each other, the less human we become. I don't. I don't want to say that like super grandly, but like, you know, it does uh, devalue communication with other people, right? Uh, you know, if you were going to a debate, um, or even you know, debating someone in uh in a bar or any other context mm-hmm. uh that's way different than a debate on the internet even a civilized one uh because you're you're reduced to uh the content of your argument and that's it um all you are is what you're saying it's it's you know the same sort of uh phenomenon as driving and getting road rage Right. When you uh, get angry at someone on the road, you don't see a person, you see a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, that kind of thing, I think it does devalue communication. Um, but it does not, I think it, it devalues communication overall. Uh, but it does not reduce the necessity for meaningful communication. Uh and I think that's where a lot of people lose it, is they try and, you know, engage in meaningful communication uh, online. Mm-hmm. No work, good. Not the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you same know, same whether you know it or not, like, you pick up on people's body language and their attitude and all that stuff. And sometimes you might notice that somebody's doing something or acting a certain way. But even if you don't, like, you, you're 
your subconscious still picks up on it because that's how you interact with people, you know? I think at any point where we try to streamline the human experience, we're going to devalue it. The more you try and make it easier to achieve different things, not not say like a quality, but like more, the easier it is to see a waterfall that you may see one would have seen once in your lifetime, and you can just scroll through and see waterfalls, mm-hmm. just majestic fucking things. You, you, I think I saw a fucking. What's the Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> uh, I think it's like Jordan Peterson, the, the mm-hmm. uh, talking about uh, especially with with porn now, like the amount of incredibly attractive women that a, a young man can see today is vastly greater than any man could see in his lifetime. In you know, go back several decades and before that, mm-hmm. like, and so. It, as we make these things that used to be so special to see waterfalls, boobs, uh, just a really neat dog, uh, a lightning strike, even like you, you yeah. look at these things, and when they're so easy to come by, it's I don't know, it's less they're, neat. They're not though, right? Those things are not actually any easier to come by. You can see a cute dog on the internet but you can't pet it or pick it up right uh you can see you know women in porn but you can't i mean first of all you can't fuck them uh you can try but i mean <laughs> sure uh <clears throat> but that's i mean that's a whole other thing where you whenever you engage with something like that you you're engaging with it in one dimension right uh, if you, if you saw, you see a porn star, right? If you met that porn star face to face, you fully wouldn't know what to do. You wouldn't even know how to talk to them because you have never registered them as a fucking fully fledged human, right? You've only seen them in the context of uh, more or less being a sex object. Yeah. Uh, and that's, uh, I think that's a significant reason for why incels are a thing is because they interact with women only through the lens of pornography and so all of their associations become uh, about sex and they can't interact with a woman without that so not like more than a subtext right if you go meet a woman at a bar there's a certain subtext of the potential for sex there uh but when you fucking only see women through the lens of sex, you can only see them through the lens of sex. And, I, and then, I, I'll say, I think a, a, a disconnect that happens there with people is the not understanding the difference between just the perception on the, the phone, the screen, the, mm-hmm. the virtual, and the actual interaction, the experientiality of life. Yeah. So going along with the, the talking about like how often you can see things, right? So I we talk about social media being bad and stuff. And I think it's it's incredible because social media, at least in my eyes, were, was supposed to be like your life, post your life and stuff, and it devolved into this: how many followers can you get, or how many likes can you get, or whatever, whatever, whatever you can get. 
to get this number game to go up because everyone likes to see a number scroll upwards. So you look at a social media account, like you look at any, the majority of like influencers or whatever they're called, you scroll through their Instagram or you scroll through their Facebook, right? Their life is perfect. They have, they go, they have super nice cars, they eat super healthy, pretty meals. They're always having fun at night clubs or whatever. It's all the good stuff, right? And like Jordan Peterson talks about it, there's the filter of social media gets rid of all of the life part and shows you what like what everyone dreams of having. And it creates this, the more you see it, it creates this uh, illusion that either my life should be like that, and if it's not, I'm doing something wrong, or like all life is like that, and why is my life not right? So, and I, I feel like that could be translated to anything. You talk about seeing attractive women in porn, right? Or like these crazy experiences people have, right? Because there's some crazy shit on the Or watching a dozen romance movies or romance Hallmark movies. Why isn't all romance like that? Or, you know, it creates this weird false view of what life is like. Not saying I know everything about life, but... It's definitely not a Hallmark movie when you come to relationships. It's definitely not, you know, a Brazzers video every time you have sex with your like someone, right? <laughs> I, Are the two different? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like uh, I'm not fucking sitting on a beach, you know, getting a gorgeous tan with my six pack because I made a couple hundred dollars this year. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I think that part of life. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know how to like word it. it. Needs to be scaled in a different way, right? I feel like it holds such a big part on our, on other people's lives, especially the younger and younger you get, the ease of access to these things, that it's almost like indescribable how people look far away at different lives and think that's what life is. Life is what's around you, the people you put around you people you interact with, like actually interact with. right because i'm i'm sure the three of us have had differences at times life isn't all smooth sailing it is literally about i would say it's more about the bad time so that you enjoy the good time. yeah it's definitely important to have that balance so you you can appreciate good times and and appreciate bad times and just appreciate times for what they are um Spoken like true submariners. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, social media, I, I feel like, personally, everybody I, like, talk to has a negative outlook on social media. Mm -hmm. This is also devolved. Well, <laughs> full circle, full circle. Um, but, like, I still have one. I don't really true. go on it. But I still have one. I have a mm -hmm. Reddit account. I, I browse through Reddit and look at cool shit. I have an iFunny account. <laughs> and I scroll through memes and so, some fucked up you shit. Don't you don't scroll anymore, you swipe. Sure. Scrolling is just turned sideways. Um, So, like, I can acknowledge all these things that we talk about to be true. But yet I still... 
at to some degree succumb to it. Oh, uh, you know, alcohol will kill you, right? Yeah. Uh, one of the deadliest drugs. Uh, alcohol withdrawals will physically cause you to die, but you can still drink and not die, right? Uh, many things are very bad for you in excess, and social media is one of them. Uh, kept in the frame down there as a tool to occasionally connect with people and see how people are doing, perfectly fine. You know, it's it's a good bucket. It's it's a good tool. Uh, it's when people take using social media to, you know, post about their life and see other people's lives when social media starts to become more of your life. Mm -hmm. Fucking meta, dude. Yeah, so... Uh, it... uh, like the company. <laughs> uh, and that's when it gets unhealthy, right? Is when your life starts to revolve around social media and that's where you're getting your your validation and your self-esteem. I think uh, it's even... I think it's even worse now for younger kids too yeah well because that's you know so much of the norm mm -hmm. is being on social media all the time because socialization is so important as a kid as a teenager and a teenager uh i think that uh you know i think facebook came out when i was in eighth or ninth grade and myspace before that um so all of us we kind of, now that I think about it, we got kind of a unique experience that probably won't happen again, uh, where we got to experience being a kid without any social media and then with social media. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, as well as, you know, progressing into adulthood and seeing the effects of that on our peers and the people below us has given us a pretty um like a pretty good take on it overall you know what i mean like the ability to identify what is not good about it more exposed to both sides of the of that experiences yeah. to to have more perspective on it yeah it's interesting Wild. But it helps us stay in touch with friends. It's true. Um, I often find myself becoming a little guilty when I don't reach out to, to friends, you guys included. And I don't know if that is a guilt that comes from that idea of, you know, seeing on through through anything through social media through popular culture um how interconnected friends are and can be or if i just look back at, at our lives and see how connected we used to be mm -hmm. and i don't know what it is but i don't know if guilt is the right thing to feel in that or if i should just feel more of like a a, a longing to be connected again and just reach out i think it's a longing that's how i feel so, I mean, does the guilt prevent you from reaching out? Not with most, but sometimes, yeah. 
sometimes I feel like, you know, I've, I've been kind of a inattentive friend or a bad friend for not reaching out. And it, it sort of makes me feel like it would, it may be awkward now if I reach out or it, it may bring up yeah. bad feelings. So yeah, I mean, where, where do you think that, that expectation comes from? I have no idea. I have no idea because like, uh, I, 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 I've talked to both of you about, you know, how I, how I grew up. I went on that huge four hour tangent underway to you, Vic, about that freaky deaky house that I used to live in, uh, spontaneously. Uh, I had a kind of a weird upbringing when it came to like social situations. So I don't know if it's, uh, I have a more of a desire to, to have friends because I didn't have that growing up as much or. Uh, or what it is. Hmm. That's my first like gut gut thought is that it's something like that. But even then, I have no clue. Hmm. I also think that um, for me personally, I have a lot of issues with memory, and I don't know uh, how much you guys remember from the bow stuff. But, like I'm I'm finding myself like looking back five years now, even to like after I joined the Navy, and there are just huge huge swaths of time where I have no memories of. Uh, That'd be a different issue altogether, man. Well, sure, but like, and so I think <laughs> that we got sundowners. What <laughs> sundowners? Are you not familiar? Ah, what an interesting, uh, <laughs> what an interesting mental illness. So it's like Alzheimer's, but it doesn't require Alzheimer's to happen. Sundowners is basically you reach a certain age. As you age, your brain kind of shrinks and dries out, right? It gets old with you because all of you ages. Uh, and you become less good at dealing with everything. Uh, so sundowners is a mental disorder that results in people becoming, like, confused and disoriented and agitated at night because, like, their capacity for day's events has ended before the day has ended so they go a little crazy oh, oh wow that would suck that would suck bedtime, I'm not... your bedtime would just have to get earlier every single day <laughs> oh, oh man that would be terrible hold on to that uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah that sure that's a whole uh, other problem i have to deal with but like i don't know if that's like i i feel guilty about not being connected because then i start to forget interactions that we had and so I, I've definitely already found, like, uh, uh, a few people that I used to hang out with and, and in Prototype, I have, mm -hmm. they, they also came back to Prototype and I've re, like, interacted with them, but it took me a little bit because I didn't remember, I, one, I didn't remember them at all, or two, I didn't remember how much we interacted, so I didn't know if they would remember me, if it was just like a, a passing acquaintance mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I didn't initiate talking with them. And when I finally did, because we were forced to from like a group project, I asked, they remember, and they were like, what the fuck are you talking? Of course I do. I'm wondering why you haven't talked to me. <laughs> and it's weird because I don't remember. I mean, that's, um, my memory is also not great, but I don't remember people from Prototype. Uh, and I don't think that's weird. Prototype is a situation where you're under a lot of stress pretty constantly. Dealing 
I'll say is it that you don't remember people from prototype, but people that you like interacted with and like hung out with outside of work. Oh, I don't do that. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I think I think um, it also has to do with the nature of our jobs that we're in, because low oxygen, low oxygen, <laughs> the bad fires, sleep. yeah, bad sleep. No, I th- just the volume of people that you become attached to, whether whether it is like true friendship, right? I would say we all have, we are all true friends, or like the scrubbly kid that you trained for like six months before you left, you could barely remember his name. But in the in the time you knew it, you talked to him every single day. You created some connection with him. I don't remember his name. See, I blazed <laughs> off his whole lower level card. I don't remember his name. There's like, at least for me, right? Because I I can think back to like power school prototype, and I can think of like my core group of people I hang out with every day. And then there was like an outer group, of like those people I interacted with a bunch, but none of their names. Hmm. Maybe a face. Maybe if you showed me a picture, I could go like where I know that dude, but I know that dude. Uh, we just cycle out of these these pretty meaningful interactions and relationships with people so often that there's no way you can you would be able to keep up, especially what it was your first two years in the Navy, there's a potential for you to have a whole different class of friends that you hung out with or hung out around, right? Like, what, every six months, right? Six months, or three, six, and six? Yeah. I mean, that's right? what I'm saying. And then you go to a boat, and then you show up, and you might attach, get attached to see dad or whatever and be good friends with him and like people around him, and they all leave. And then there's us. We all, around the same time, come together, get that really close-knit, like, went through this shit, and then we move up, and then there's scrublies who are all varying levels of, I don't really know you. Like, I could probably tell you where Cairo's from, but I can't tell you where, I can tell you where Ben's from, correction. I can't tell you where fucking, well, I didn't even know his, last, his name. The, the last guy that showed up before I left. I got nothing. Reiner? No. Um, next one. Next Lower one. level, mouthy. Oh, Cruz? Big boy. Cruz. Yeah. I don't know where he's from. Uh, okay. You don't know where Cruz Nieves is from. He would never... What? You better watch out. He would never shut the fuck up about it. Texas? Puerto Rico. He would... Every 15 minutes he'd tell you he's from Puerto Rico. I probably yelled at him and I still don't know. (laughs) Clearly you needed it, Gabe. (laughs) (laughs) If he hadn't told you, you wouldn't remember. Yeah, your memory memory is pretty rough. But, yeah, so it's, I think just the sheer volume of the Navy, plus our stressful job, like, there's no way you can remember. And everyone has to deal with it differently. Like, I, I wouldn't say I don't remember periods of I can tell you my life in all periods of time. I cannot tell you everyone I was with at all those periods, if that makes sense. It does. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, on the boat, you want to talk about, like, night shift and stuff? There were so many sections of days and nights and, like, moving around. <laughs> I cannot tell you. I can tell you, yeah, this month I was, or during this PRBT, I was nights. No idea who I was with. So. I, I, do, I do remember, like, 
interactions from that. But yeah, same same thing. I I actually told someone recently the story of Crab Nine Eleven uh, with with Vic on <laughs> on the boat after we stole a bunch of fake crab. I still tell you told me the story 9/11? of like, Crab Nine Eleven. I heard you. I remember stealing the crab. I don't remember it being crab 9-11. Oh, you remember cra- when you took the giant dead blow and just started smashing the crab in the middle of the bunk room on the on the deck and you called it crab 9-11? No, not even a little. <laughs> I totally remember none of that. Okay, so yeah. I, I feel less bad about my yeah. my memory now. That is a That is a core memory for me. I, I gotta ask. Hold up. I haven't asked you yet. Do you guys sit around and tell sea stories with all these other sea stories? God, guys? no. I I get I tell sea stories to the same people like every day. Remember how I said I at work I look around and see if anybody else is there and they're not, so I leave. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you the only military guy there? You have like one guy above you or one chief there? <laughs> yeah. So no. Well, we all know you guys got the good jobs, and I got the show. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, I think, um... Like the 50th stupidest thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> the 50th? Okay. Yeah, I don't know what that is. pretty up there. Uh, That's just some dumb shit, so... Uh, the top 10 all just kind of blend together. Into I, a blind rage of fuck this dude. I think, I think your number one might have anything to do with the, the gravity drain check valve. Shut up. I knew that was coming. <laughs> well, yeah, that's come not up. my job. Might be number one. <laughs> that's not my job. Oh man. I think I think we can call it there. I've had a lot of fun with this. I think we. Oh, yeah. I think we answered the question at all. I think I, we talked about the topic. I'm not here to answer questions. I don't know. I don't even know the questions being asked, let alone the answers. I have fucking questions. You have questions? Well, that's perfect. We got a podcast going. Well. Ask more questions next time. Yeah. I forgot my question. Fuck. All right, well, uh, I forgot how we, like, log off of this thing, so uh, it's been fun. Oh, it's easy. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. That was really good. Uh, Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, We're getting back into this. Uh, Next time when I prepare more, we'll have better, you know, sign off and sign on and and things of that nature. But uh, this was life, death. And everything in between. Uh, this has been Gabe, Zach, and what was Vic. Uh, thanks for tuning in.